The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with today's program. It is Women Rowing Businesses, Where and How to Do You Get and Give Help. Men are not the only ones who don't like to ask for directions. Women business owners often also don't want to admit what they don't know or aren't confident in their ability to do it. Yet, there are many, many resources around the country to guide women through all kinds of opportunities and dilemmas. My guest is Dr. Patricia Green, Professor of Entrepreneurship at Baptist College and Academic Director for Goldman Sachs, 10,000 Small Businesses and 10,000 Women. She's going to be sharing about the types of resources to grow your business, how to find them, how to evaluate them, and what to do with them once you have them. Welcome, Patty. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Marcia. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Well, this is the second time Patty's been on, and I am all, you're always welcome to come back. And I'm going to start with this question. Um, and I want your take on entrepreneurship, especially for women. In a 2015 report by the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation titled, Women Entrepreneurs Are Key to Accelerating Growth, it states, quote, Entrepreneurship fuels economic growth, with new and young businesses accounting for nearly all net new job creation. However, the article states, women remain underrepresented among the ranks of entrepreneurs. Patty, from your experience, is this an accurate assessment? If it is, then what's holding women back? Marsha, I think there's a different way to think about that. I mean, if you look just at the numbers, it is accurate that fewer women start and grow businesses. The question is, what's the right number? Because mm-hmm. we don't talk about uh, women at the individual level very often and what else they are starting and growing, like their families at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. So what, what number do we expect? Is it supposed to be equal to that of men, equal to the percent of women in the workforce? You know, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the should really is in this case. Okay. Um, but even when women are starting businesses, maybe not at the same rate or the exact number, and I agree with you, you have to look at numbers and really say, what, is, what does it mean? But sure. are, are there things that are holding women back from starting businesses? Well, the, the rate of women starting businesses has certainly increased. Mm-hmm. So between, if you use the census numbers, and the Kaufman data is, I always trust the Kaufman data, and I always look at the census data. So mm-hmm. for the census data, between 2007 and 2012, the number of women-owned businesses grew 27.5%, while the number of businesses owned by men grew 7.9%. So I think that's, you know, what's changing is a big question, too. And interesting enough, they grew almost about the same as far as their revenues, because it's always the question of if they do start, do they always stay smaller? Mm-hmm. So during that same five years, women's businesses, their revenues grew by 35%, while men was 34%. So almost the same thing. What's, uh, I'm not, I don't mean to ignore the what's holding them back. Mm-hmm. I just think we fall into a trap, really. We call it the deficiency model. You know, if okay. only women had more of this, they'd be more uh, like men. And mm-hmm. I think there's a whole different way to talk about women who are starting businesses that fit their lives uh, and work for them and add value for them and their families and the economy, but it's just a different way of thinking about it. And I like your answer because um, I think we do fall into that trap of comparing one group with another. and, Mm -hmm. and, And I also believe that women's uh, life stages are different than men. And men, yes, and, I, and I have interviewed now more women who I would call accidental entrepreneurs, and they are, in, you know, in 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s. So they didn't start out as entrepreneurs, but, boy, they are going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Now, to move on to the the focus of this interview is looking at resources. Mm -hmm. And I know because of your position and what you do uh, at Babson as well as Goldman Sachs, you have a plethora of knowledge about resources. So let's just, you know, uh, start with what are the top three types of resources available for business startups and business growth? And then what is the difference between the two? Okay. Um, let me start with the second one first, the difference between startup and the difference between growth. Because mm-hmm. I think that's pretty significant. And one of the main tips about looking for resources is make sure you know what you're actually looking for so when you find it, you know it. It's sort of the way you start your show. You, know, you have to know what you're actually trying to do to know if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So for startup, you're really looking for three main kinds of resources. You're looking for a, a resource that can help you with the industry, understand mm-hmm. whatever industry you're going into. You need a resource that helps you understand management, how do you pull all the pieces together, mm-hmm. and you need resources that can help you really understand startup. How do you start from scratch? Mm-hmm. And we sort of rate many of those, although it also depends on the industry to some extent. You know, for startup, 
I, I'm a huge score fan for the very early days of even should I start a business? What kind mm-hmm. of business if you don't have your idea yet? You know, these are experienced people who've worked in lots of different kinds of industries that can take the time and just listen through your thoughts and provide guidance and direction for, for you to think about to create your plan. So I think that's a, a great resource for the really, really, really early stage. Once you're getting further along, I, I admit I'm biased because I used to be on the... Uh, the SBA's advisory board for the SBC <laughs> uh-huh. program. So there's a lot of governmental programs about startup, and they've got great resources to, to help you look through and say, how do I do this kind of business? How do I do that kind of business? And then, of course, and I'll wrap this part up about the startups, if you are a technology-based business, and we all use technology in our businesses, but if your business is about the technology, there are all kinds of resources through schools and universities and incubators, accelerators, foundries, you, know, you name it. Um, there's a lot of that. At the same time, only 4.9% of all the businesses in the United States are tech-based businesses. So there are a huge amount of those resources. There's a small number of those kinds of businesses uh, across the country. Right. Um... And so those were the top. Any further ones to add for the startup before we go to the growth uh, resources? I really do think a lot of the governmental ones are good for startups. Now, there's other agencies and organizations that have startups, but I think that the government ones have the broadest exposure to all different kinds of businesses. So, So they help with those a great deal. They've seen so many different things. And then they can point to the more specific types of resources. For instance, if you're going to be exporting, they can point you to the exporting mm-hmm. resources. If you're going to work with government procurement, although that's probably a later stage one, you know, they can point you to the procurement resources. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, you need that first place to start for a start. You need kind of your home base for your, for your business networking. And that's a great place to start for those. Right. Um, and I'm familiar with all three of them and because I live in Dallas, which has a very uh, robust entrepreneur um, uh, uh, entrepreneur businesses here, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, th- th- I am familiar with those. And I like those. And I have actually had someone from the SBA uh, talk about, uh, again, we're mo- going to move to the growth, but uh, the whole area of procurement and how, mm-hmm. do, how do you actually do it? Um, mm-hmm. So let's go on to the growth ones. Uh, you now you've, 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 you've started your business. Um, it's moving along. Uh, you want to grow it. Uh, what resources are there for that kind of entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. So here, there's, again, I think there's a different category. You can still, the SBDCs also do growth. So looking at those, again, is kind of your home base to continue on. But mm-hmm. then it gets more specific about what kind of help do you need. Do you need help writing a business plan? Well, that might be the SBDC, or we didn't even talk about the women's business centers, or there might be an appropriate class at a community college. There mm-hmm. might be something through the chambers of commerce. I mean, there's just, again, a number of these specific uh, resources, depending on, you know, is it procurement? It, it's the networks here also, too. So I think using your networks intentionally about, I need this kind of help. How do I connect to this kind of person mm-hmm. or organization 
is that point where you have to admit, I need help here. <laughs> right. Um, I want to ask you about that. Okay. <laughs> in, a, in a minute. Okay. Uh, but I want to. Uh, uh, but I also want to finish off um, uh, if you have additional growth resources that mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about. So we can well, finish that part of it, okay? Sure. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the available courses. So, of course, you know, I, I do, for my Babson assignment is I serve as the National Academic Director for the 10,000 Small Businesses Program. Mm-hmm. That's a Goldman Sachs-funded program delivered mostly through community colleges at 13 different sites across the country, and then a blended and um, partly online and partly face-to-face program that's done the face-to-face part at Babson. But that's a peer-based program where, in many ways, I think you learn to learn. You know, Mm -hmm. you certainly go through your your steps as far as a growth plan and thinking through, first of all, where do you want to go and does it fit for you personally? Um, And then think about, how do I learn this question? How do I learn the answer to the next question? And always learn, how can I get my questions answered? Right. And I want to put in a plug because there is a very um, robust um, uh, uh, Goldman Sachs program here in Dallas. There is. And, and my good friend Lynn O'Neill is mm-hmm. the head of it. And um, I have been... Fortunately, they have been feeding me guests for my show, and I've had about six or seven of both men and women talking about how they're growing their business, as well as the challenges um, and the lessons learned, and they all say that this program has really been valuable to them, um, and, and because they learn what they needed to learn. I think mm-hmm. that's the important thing. Um, so, moving on, uh, is there any additional uh, resources you would want to uh, talk about uh, at this point for the growth, um, or those are the, 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 the best that you, you think people should go to? I, I think those are the best, because I've worked okay. with many of them. However, I'm also focusing on those with the big reach, you know, so those that are largely national Right. Where you can look across and you'll find it in most places. Now, like any program, you'll need to evaluate, you know, your SBDC and your SBDC advisor like you would any advisor. Right. If it's not a fit, you go to the mm-hmm. next one. But the big trick, too, is to look around and see what's local. There are many local programs that, again, might be by your local community college or mm-hmm. by your chamber of commerce or by the Urban League, um, by some churches. You know, so I think it's looking around and saying, I need help on this, and then figuring out what's both national but what's also local. Right. And we just have a, a minute or two left, and I wanted to um, ask you, and then we can continue after the, uh, after the break, uh, why don't people ask for help? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a very good question. Um, I think it's two, th- and for women, I think it's it's very much tied to the confidence question. Mm-hmm. You know, there are we've got lots of research that shows that there are certain areas in which women are less confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times around the finances, it doesn't mean they're not as strong in the finances. They may be just as strong as, as the men. However, mm-hmm. they're less confident in their own skills. Well, when you're less confident, you really don't want others to know that you right. don't know what you think you should know. 
So it's, you know, it, it really is about I need everybody to think that I'm doing really, really well and that I know what I'm, mostly that I know what I'm doing. And sometimes being willing to say, you know what, in this area, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I am sure that I can find the help that I need. And that's a different way of building confidence. Right. So and on that note, it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Dr. Patricia Green, talking about women growing businesses. Where and how do they get and give help? Um, and in the next segment, uh, Patty will continue talking about resources that are really so important both for startups and growth. You're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America's Business Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G L E N, at InspireNexus.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Dr. Patricia Green, giving insights into the multiple resources available to entrepreneurs in starting up and growing their business. So at the last segment, Patty talked about 
uh, the, the specific resources for startups and then for growth, and some could be for both. But, you know, Patty, the next question is, I have all this, this, you know, these resources. How does one decide on the best resource for them and their business? It's a really good question, Marcia. I mean, and it's so important. It's sometimes when a very small business looks at, you know, how should I hire an accountant, that kind of thing. Look at that resource. You know, and they go to a very large account, accountancy. You know, the question is, is it a fit? Are they ready for that? Are they ready for the formalization? Are they ready for the cost? All those kinds of things. So it's, it's looking around you and going, I need information about, well, let's go back to um, exporting. You know, mm-hmm. Understanding what resources are there, I want to export to Mexico. Well, mm-hmm. are there resources that specifically focus on Mexico? Are there resources that specifically focus on the product or service that they're providing? Um, are there resources that are in their hometown? You know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So it's, it's getting down to really... I'm going to use the word intentionally again, intentionally laying out and, and diving down as far as possible and saying, this is the resource, this is what I need the most. This is what would really help me the most. These are the criteria by which I would be successful. Therefore, who would be the best person for, for me to turn to or the best organization for me to use? Right, and I like the point of being intentional mm-hmm. um, and, and taking the time to sit down by yourself first or maybe with a, an, you know, a colleague or uh, a mentor and saying, what do I actually need? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and as you said, uh, uh, doing a deep dive so that when you find when you have that, you can go to the right place and get that information versus uh, going to multiple places and being as confused as can be, you know. Exactly. Um, Exactly. You know, it's being efficient then, too. I mean, I, I'm sure you have people come up to you and say, Marsha, I'd like you to be my mentor. Yes. Well, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, versus, Marsha, you know, I'm in a different market, but I really admire your radio show. Can you tell me how you first made the contact to get on the air or something like, you know, very specific question. Yes. You can help so much more if you know what do they actually need. Well, you know, when I do get an email or a call and someone says, I'd like to um, tap your brain, I'm doing X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I want to become a radio host. I want to become a consultant, a coach. And I say to them, fine, send me three to five questions you would like me to talk with you about. Mm -hmm. And that is, that tells, if they send me three to five questions, I will make the time to do that. If they never get back to me, I don't, and I think how intentional are they, how prepared are they for mm-hmm. talking to anyone uh, uh, about their needs. Um, so I'd like to move on to um, the next, you know, so the next area that you have to uh, be become aware of and be knowledgeable about, which is now that you've found the resources, uh, I resource or several resources, how do you use them? How do you prepare to, to, uh, mm-hmm. to use them? Uh, mm-hmm. And so what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to go back to intentionality again. My, it mm. is my new favorite word. <laughs> I think if you, even if it's a free, quote-unquote, free resource, 
if you pretend you're paying for every second of it, Mm-hmm. And that you walk in extremely well prepared. That if you need documentation to show them, for instance, these are my financial statements. You know, I, w- I want to look at again. Let's just play with going exporting. You know, can <laughs> I support getting into exporting with these resources? You know, or these are the people I have. You know, I have no one with exporting activity, but look at this person. So the more prepared you come in, the more you can explain to them what you have, they can get the big picture quickly, and they can spend more time actually working on your challenge rather than just the learning curve of learning everything about you in order to even start talking about the challenge. So really, really preparing that you have any information, anything that might help the conversation, really jumpstart the conversation is helpful. Right. Um and, um, and, 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 and I think we're on the same page, which is do your homework. Do your homework about, the, about who you're talking with as well or about mm-hmm. that agency you're talking to. Um, find out that, um, you know, and, and even the person that you'll be talking with. Um, and, you know, that's what I, I tell my clients many times. Um, the more information you have, the more Again, information you can give, uh, the better results you're going to get. So um, moving on to, uh, you know, one of the questions I'm sure people ask is, um, are are these free uh, Mm -hmm. resources? (laughs) Do you have to pay for them? Are they going to cost me an arm and a leg? Um, So, you know, address that very important question. Sure. You know, even when we talk about government resources, it's not that they're free. You may not be paying a direct fee right then, but we are all paying for those resources. So I like to think that they're going to be well used anyway. But if you mm-hmm. think about what's coming directly out of your cash flow, mm-hmm. especially early stage startup, that type of thing, you know, there are a lot of resources for which you pay either no fee or a very small fee. So mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, one thing to look about and think about where you are, what you can afford. But then there is a time to think about when do I start paying for resources. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, an awful lot of these resources are other small businesses providing services and products. Mm-hmm. So it's, when, is it, when would you want to be paid for your service it is one, one part of the thing to think about. It's also, I heard um, a bit of advice one time that I... I think it's interesting to ponder. I'm not sure it always works, but I think it's interesting to ponder that you should think about matching the size of your company and your needs to the size of the providing services needs. And that's, again, that example I used about an accountant. Should a very small startup go to a very large – should they start Mm -hmm. with Ernst & Young or Accenture or something like that? Or is it better starting with a smaller accountancy where they may understand them better? and their cost structure might fit better. So no matter what resource you're thinking about, whether it's accounting, whether it's law, whether it's consulting, there is a huge range of, of prices there. You know, everything from wondering why they, can, why they don't have to charge any more than that to, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I can't believe they're charging that. So I, what I also recommend doing is thinking about how vital is the right answer and looking at where am I likely to get the answer I need, possibly 
connect to other resources along the way in a price range that fits me, my business and fits me personally. Right. And I, you know, um, I also think, and I'd like to hear your take on this, that, well, you get what you pay for. That's Mm -hmm. one. There's something about that. Yep. And then the second is that sometimes you do have to bite the bullet and I'm not talking about going to the, you know, the big eight firms, but when you're on a very tight budget, you are looking at your, your pennies and dimes and nickels and, and dollars. Ooh. And um, how do you get someone to say, look, uh, I, I may need to spend some money in order to get more, to get more clients or to have a better software or whatever it is. Can mm-hmm. you, you know. Give your opinion about that. I will. You know, and, and if I back up for just a second now, it also depends on what you're trying to build. If mm-hmm. you're trying to build a, an empire, you know, a very, very large kind of company, and maybe you're even pursuing equity capital or something, you know, or you have intellectual property, you know, there's a different need for more sophisticated services at that level that mm-hmm. you absolutely should think about paying for much earlier on because you have to protect and you have mm-hmm. to lay your foundation so you can grow. Not a lot of people build that kind of company. You know, for the rest of us, it is back to thinking about, you know, how am I budgeting, you know, and where do mm-hmm. I put the resource that I'm going to get from these folks in the priority line of what else I need to do. Right. But the fact of the matter is you want to be safe you want to have your foundation for growth, and you've just got to fit this in as this is something that is a, 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 an expense as you go on. Right. So um, m- moving on, because I, I, first I think that's a great answer, um, and, and I would like to move on to uh, a question that, that uh, you know, I deal with myself when I ask for advice, which is, what happens when you get conflicting advice? <laughs> One person says this, and what your mentor says this, mm-hmm. but the person at the agency or wherever you're going, you know, says that. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? It's so important, you know, because it's going to happen. I mean, it could happen early on. Your score person could say one thing, your SBDC person says another thing, or, you know, it's it's interesting too. Your um, Relative, let's say your father says one thing, and he's yes. been, in, you know, he's had his business, but your score advisor says another, you know, mm-hmm. it, because everybody has an opinion on how everybody else should run their businesses. So it's, I think it's more the exception when you don't get conflicting advice somewhere <laughs> along the line, than what to do when you do. This is why you need to know your business, and you need to know your industry, and you need to know where you're trying to go. So when you do get conflicting advice, you can sit down and you actually do understand your financials so that mm-hmm. you can look and see, yes, I, I can see what they're saying. However, I think they're not considering this fact, and therefore I'm going to make this decision. It's your business. It's got to fit you. Right. And so then how do you um, deal with when when you have made the decision based on uh, what you think is best for your business because you know your business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get pressure from whomever. It could be your father. It could be your mentor. It could be the score 
consultant saying, Mm -hmm. no, that's not right. I think you should go X rather than Y. Um, Any thoughts on how to handle that? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I'm kind of a data person, you know, so (laughs) if it is about the numbers, know your numbers and be able to explain clearly, you know, look at this statement, here's my financial statement, here's my cash flow, here's my balance sheet, because of all this, I'm convinced that I can do this, my forecast is in shape, voila, my business, this is my decision, I really appreciate your advice, Mm -hmm. however, in this case, this is what I'm going to do. So I think you need both. You know, the, the information, and sometimes it's not always numbers. Sometimes it's qualitative information. I've been talking to potential customers, and this is what I've heard. You know, mm-hmm. And just getting all the information you can, make the decision, and then share why. You know, not everybody's going to agree, but you know, advisors, not everybody always does what you tell them to do you know, or you <laughs> advise them to do. And frankly, I think a good advisor respects that. And says, yes. okay, I can see why. I might have done it differently, but I understand your decision, and I look forward to talking to you the next time. Right. That also uh, uh, um, pertains to your adult children as well, <laughs> as, I, <laughs> as I know. <laughs> okay? Oh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything further about getting uh, conflicting advice or anything else you want to, you know, we have a couple more minutes before the break, and um, I want to hold off getting to the other two questions, but any thoughts that come to your mind about anything we've talked about? Well, you know, I think... What's the role of gut? It comes up a lot. You know, I just feel it in my gut that it should be this. You know, and and how much can you trust your gut? I'm back to I like to have as much information as I possibly can. And Mm -hmm. then at some point, you have to have the confidence that you can do what you say you're going to do. But Mm -hmm. building confidence, I mean, that's a skill set too, something we should all be working on to know that I have the skill set to do this. I trust myself. And that comes back to the self-confidence. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, and, and I think it also um, maybe, and this is my perception, it's a bit easier if you've, if you've had a lot of experience, life experience as well as work experience under your belt, it's easier to say, look, I appreciate it, but this is this is the direction I'm going. I've done my homework, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, now it is time for a short break. Um, I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Dr. Patricia Green, talking about women growing businesses, where and how do you get and give help. Um, in the next segment, um, Patty is going to be talking about uh, what do you do after getting the, uh, the advice and some other uh, thoughts about this? So uh, you're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. everything there is to see in online Stay television? Tuned. Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the business edge. Welcome back to the business edge. I'm Marsha Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Dr. Patricia Green, giving insights into the multiple resources available to entrepreneurs to grow their business. And we have been talking about the plethora of resources out there, uh, how to use them, and in the last segment, talking about how do you deal with getting co- conflicting advice, because you, you probably will. And as uh, Patty said, if you don't get conflicting advice, you may be barking up the wrong tree. So now we move to the big question is, what do you do after getting the advice? It's really a process flow, Marcia. You know, we, we talked about doing that, the getting ready, preparing everything, all your data, your information, that type of thing, going and conducting the meeting very thoughtfully, focusing on, on what you wanted to walk away with. Um, it might even be other resources or other referrals. And then when you come back, and, and this is a hard one because it actually takes time, is sitting down, reviewing everything, you know, really making your notes almost about what did I hear, what did I learn, what are my next steps. It might be I need more information yet, and I'm going to report back. Mm-hmm. It might be I now have three more people to talk to about this particular topic. You know, it might be I'm going to take a course on QuickBooks online. It might be any of those kinds of things, but it's laying it out and then really creating your action plan. Because I think too often we have these wonderful conversations. We come back we, and we get right back into the business of the business, and it just kind of floats away. And we don't actually do that intentional follow-up that you and I have been talking about. 
Right, and and I see this. Uh, my background was for many years in training, and uh, particularly uh, corporate training. And uh, you do you do this great program, um, and people take away lots of knowledge, but then they get back to their um, back to the ranch, as it said, and mm-hmm. they're inundated and they don't follow through. And that was one reason I went into coaching, uh, because coaching does help. Um, uh, individuals and teams follow through on their action plans. But what's your take on how, if you don't have a coach, let's say, um, what can you do uh, to go beyond that action plan with your steps and everything and start implementing it? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I'm also a coach fan. I always have a coach, and I think it makes the world of difference in my career and my life, so I will echo that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really helpful to be accountable to someone, you Mm -hmm. know, and that might be your coach. It might be your peer group. There's many great peer groups out of there. It might Mm -hmm. be this advisor, you know, and frankly, the old school send some kind of thank you note back isn't a bad idea, keeping in Mm -hmm. their mind. Um, Mm -hmm. With the Goldman Sachs, the 10,000 small businesses, at graduation, 85% of the participants are doing business with each other. You know, mm. That's a different kind of accountability that I think goes a long way. But having somebody that you have to report back to saying, I went to this meeting, this is what I learned, this is what I'm going to do, and this is by, you know, how I'm going to do it, by what I'm going to do it, accountability carries a lot of weight. Right, and uh, when I did, just a, a quick aside, when I was doing outplacement and job search with people, I had one client who said, he, he worked with me for several months, and then he got this job, and, and uh, I said, what was the, you know, what, how, what was the best thing about this process? And he said, you know, Marcia, I knew that at 10 o'clock every Monday morning, I'd have to report to you what I did, what mm-hmm. I didn't do, and what I'm going to do for the coming week. He mm-hmm. said that kept me on track. Um, and in fact, when you're talking about the Goldman Sachs program and they're doing business with one another, in a couple weeks, I'm interviewing um, uh, two people from that program in Dallas. Uh, they had different businesses. Not only are they jointly uh, forming a business that they both can utilizing each other's skills, but they're also getting married, too. So... <laughs> So I really think, uh, you're, you know, you're talking about the importance of accountability. Uh, but let me take this a step further. Um, let's say you, you start out on the right foot and you have your action plans and you even have an accountability, someone or some accountability, and then you get stuck mm-hmm. and it's going nowhere. Or, in mm-hmm. fact, you had a challenge and what you thought was going to go in one direction is going in a different direction. How do you deal with that? Because we're talking about resiliency here uh, and things like that. So your thoughts about that? Well, you know, they, for years they tried to figure out what are the characteristics of the successful business owner. And none mm-hmm. of the tests really hold out. You know, I mean, they talked about risk-taking and they talked about need for achievement. And testing it doesn't hold out. But two of the things that do seem to are persistence and passion. Mm. So keeping at it, possibly trying a different way. Again, back to how you opened the show, it can't always be doing the same things. Mm -hmm. So 
this is where you do start talking to other people and just saying, I'm stuck, do you have any ideas? Um, just kind of continuing to mull it over in your own mind forever will only get you just so far. So it's really, really caring, the passion piece about what you're trying to do and then just keeping at it. And, um, I, the, you know, the, the point, too, is that um, if, especially if you tend to be more of a, and I don't like the word loner, but, but more self-sufficient, that's the word I want, tend to be very self-sufficient. And that has taken you um, through a good part of your life. The idea that needing help and going to people and being vulnerable at times uh, may be difficult, but you, you know you're saying that's what you really need. If you can talk a little bit about that, I can. I mean, we often hear from small business owners, "I'm so lonely. No one mm-hmm. understands. I don't have anyone to talk to." There's mm-hmm. 28 million of you in the United States. Surely you can find <laughs> someone to talk to. I, I think getting out of that loner, you know, the, the stereotypical entrepreneur, individual person type of mm-hmm. thing, getting out of that mindset mm-hmm. and switching. I, I mentioned our, our collaboration number. We also know from our data, and, you know, our data now is on thousands of business owners, all kinds of business owners, all kinds of businesses. The ones that report working together more often report growing, and they more often report growing more. Mm-hmm. So thinking about working together as a business resource and a necessity, I think, can change the mindset there about that kind of resource. Right. So any um, final thoughts before we um, go to the part where you're going to tell how to contact you? Any, any, you know, anything we haven't covered that you would like to, um, to, to talk about right now? I think resources sometimes aren't what you think they are either. You know, especially when you're trying to be innovative, sometimes ideas and resources and contacts and all those kinds of things come when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. So at at Babson, we talk about being opportunity-obsessed, always scanning the environment for is there an opportunity. I feel the same way about resources. Just keeping your eyes open and thinking about what do I see around me that might be useful in a different kind of way than I've ever thought about in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a good way to approach your business. Right. Um, And so, Patty, I do really want to thank you for your time. I know you're a busy lady and you're involved in so many different projects. Um, But for those who are out there who want to contact you or want to know more about your programs, Mm -hmm. um, give them some insight and some hard data, like phone numbers and websites and things like that, that they can contact you. And emails, too. Okay. Sure. So for contacting me directly, and I never mind. I mean, a lot of times I'm a flow-through resource, but I never mind being contacted. It's just my last name, G-R-E-E-N-E, at Babson.edu. So feel free to, to ask questions, and I'll, I'll do what I can. Now, about Babson, if there's a degree you're interested in, either undergraduate or graduate, that is the www.babson.edu. And I think probably most relevant for your listeners is the 10,000 Small Businesses Program. And we, we have a, a very nice website that is 10ksbapply.com. 
It's got all kinds of information. It talks about our results. It talks about, it has a lot of our graduates talking about their experiences, about what they've learned, and pretty much anything you need to know about how to learn more about the problem and how to apply for the program is right on there. Well, yes, and I will echo because I I have seen how the 10,000 uh, small business program has, you know, the Goldman Sachs program has really helped so many people in the Dallas area, and it's a and is it nationwide? And um, are there specific uh, cities that have this program? So just give a little bit about that. Sure. We have 13 physical sites at community colleges, and that all that information is at the one website. So you can go there and, and take a look if you're close to one of those cities. If you're not, we do have that blended program where we've had business owners from all 50 states, Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. It convenes twice a year. It's about mm-hmm. 10, 12 weeks in length, but it does mean that no matter where you are in the United States, we have a way that you can work with us if you if you meet the the criteria. Well, again, thank you so much, Patty. And now it's time for next week's program to bring you more magic to your leadership and your company. And the program is branding or even rebranding your business. My guest is Dacia Coffey, a branding and marketing strategist and CEO of the Marketing Blender. She says, your brand is your truth, and she will provide insights about what she means by this and how you can use your truth to transform you, transform your culture, and transform your market position. So tune in August 26th at noon Pacific or 3 p.m. Eastern. And now for my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.